frankly you, you don't really believe anybody in this industry what they yeah, say yeah. about what is look you just you got a d license no when you get to a license you will also start lying <laughs> <laughs>
and we have seen the IT department from Robbie Fowler's side as well. So yeah, it'll be quite interesting how how this works out. Although I think he will get a lot of support and not so much criticism from BSC. Correct. Shlok, uh, let me get this to you. Uh, not much about Marco, but uh, a new coach coming into the club, a club that has been struggling uh, and is going through a transition phase, like uh, Sandeep mentioned, because a lot of players uh, there are at the wrong end of their uh, careers, uh, t- closer to hanging up their boots, and a lot of young players need to be brought in, and, and this team needs to be rejuvenated. How difficult a task is this for a new manager coming in? Yeah, I mean, um, if you look at the details of the deal, it, I think he's on a three-year contract, right? So they're entrusting him with the future instead of a short-term. Um, you know, it, it's not just a short-term signing for the AFC Cup or just one season or something. And uh, as we can see, he's had like quite a bit of experience with the youth. I think most recently he was TD at Eintracht Frankfurt and he was involved with the Under-19 team. So yeah, I, uh, there is like a rejuvenation on the cards. I think. They've found a man who will be able to take out the old guard and bring in some new signings. But as we all know, uh, these new signings will mostly have to be Indian replacements. So they'll need like a very astute uh, assistant manager or a DOF who will be able to catch the right talent for them. All right. Well, that that about Bengaluru FC and what things look like for them in the coming seasons. For I mean, the- on- if I could just add, no, to what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Shlok next said. time you want to add, just put your hands up, so I'll come back to you. Cool, cool. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, okay. Go on, add. Yeah. No. Uh, in terms of addition to BFC, it is also not so much the. So generally, a club has a lot of players who are you know mid-level players who are good league. For BFC, it looks like it's more and more. It's about the top-level players, like their regular starters. Cabra is wrong side of thirty. Sunil is wrong side of thirty. Um, Udanta has sort of stagnated for a while now. And then uh, you have others also like Eric and Dimas. Dimas, I think, is on a one-year deal, so might not extend it after this. Eric has another year. So you have to get all of these players. I, I don't say phase them out. Like Sunil and all, obviously, is going to be a big, a big player for quite a few more years, I think, for the team. But they have to look into the next level. So this year, we have seen some of their players come in. Some do okay, some do not that great. Their B team is playing. The Shiv Shakti especially has stood out in the B team. So can they move these players along? The senior players who give the club the identity, the kind of you know uh, mentality that the club possesses, and to bring the next generation and to have retain that kind of you know the never say die attitude that they often showed in the years before. Right. That's going to be very difficult, especially for a new manager. And uh, in if in the in the light of recent events, I don't know how good they are in terms of recruiting players as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Shlok, uh, Sandeep, there mentioned about uh, bringing in new players and especially the Indian Indian ones. And apart, unlike other other teams where you have your mid level or the lower rank players that you need to phase out or change over the seasons, for Bengaluru FC, it's the top brass that needs to that needs a change, right? And uh, how, how do you see that happening? And secondly, how what have we made of players like Parag or an Ajit? Who played this season uh, on a consistent basis, given the problems that BFC has faced this time around? Yeah, that is just exactly what I wanted to shed light over. Because um, when I first gave my opinion, I was thinking about bringing in new players. But then I just remembered Parag, Leon, Augustine, and all have been quite uh, getting a bit of time as well. So you know, maybe them going forward here, uh, maybe they're looking at promoting from inside. Uh, this year, they signed like two Arrows prospects as well. And then there's some players like Moirang and Joe Zuherliana on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, you know, perhaps, um, you know, 
these these are players like who have been rather untested and i think people have somewhat forgotten about them and maybe they don't need to look outside as much and they just have to find you in the replacements they have at hand all right like how will they go about doing their business is something that only time can tell but let's move on to our next topic of discussion that is a team that that saw a sea change this time around this uh, in this season mumbai city fc a new head coach coming in a number of new players coming in but shlok uh they kind of stuttering now are they oh yeah definitely <laughs> um yeah so so actually i was talking to one of my friends about this earlier and he told me something very interesting which is uh, what if earlier in the season lobera gave like a very basic blueprint to the players in terms of tactics right so so it's not as complicated as we would see as in his goa side because there was a short preseason so what he wants to do is give the players the basic idea of how to play and just see how far it can get from there because the style of football he plays needs a lot of chemistry it's kind of complicated so to just overload the players with those information early on would not be very wise in my opinion and now because the other teams are adapting they're trying starting to find their groove maybe we are starting to see mumbai slow down a bit because you know it's about uh, being able to react correctly or having that intricacy in play maybe that's what mumbai is losing out on uh there's also like the mentality factor i feel like um the team kind of lost their confidence in between and it kind of coincided with the whole amrinder saga it seems to have been better now the way we played in the goa game going up front but again it's just like some things are not clicking like you know you concede an equalizer in the last minute it's just like it, it, it like messes up your mood completely so as a fan the- as a player <laughs> every like from all aspects i'm pretty sure everyone must be disappointed <laughs> with that but i mean everyone's getting what they would like to see that's like a very interesting title race now right well that's right football baba what are your thoughts on this uh, shlok mentioned how uh, sergio lobera's style of play needs a lot of time for players to take in and then perform the way that he expects this team to perform is lack of time this time around given the fact that the entire covid thing happened then the bio bubble and a rest- and a limited number of practice time that this team ha- these players had as a team has that had a larger say in the way mumbai has started going into the latter half of the season no i don't think so i mean uh, lobera's team did start playing uh, pretty well at least at least they hit the stride some somewhere in mid season uh, after the few first few matches uh i don't think that's an excuse because so many of the players are know each other mm. and i also think i i did see an excuse from a point of view where you know so many players were missing here and there sometimes there was no bumu no jahu but i think in the last match against goa this was their best 11 would you say that shlok uh yeah based on form and what not i think yeah that was our best 11 right yeah so that that that's what that's that's what was very significant for me and this was mumbai's best 11 which you would expect them to sort of put out and still sort of a 3-3 draw doesn't really reflect well on them and mm. uh, it 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 end it's basically come at the end of a bizarre sequence of matches as well uh where you've been outwitted by khalid jamil uh you've only won against kerala because amrinder was sensational Uh, you gifted away a gifted away two points because Jahul decided to dribble in the penalty box against Chennai and it's 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 very weird that Mumbai aren't clicking for for certain passages of games 
they are absolutely irresistible and then suddenly everybody loses the plot and this actually happened with fc goa as well when they were losing uh, when lobera side uh, lost matches in goa they would lose their head a little maybe because of characters like a bumu and a yahoo and right now i think bumu is facing a big ban as well and mb yeah. is just one point behind they're practically losing the plot of the entire season they're not seeing the bigger picture in each game so that's that's my opinion on this well a uh, problems in plenty for uh, mumbai but uh, like like football baba mentioned sandeep uh, 80 game mb 80 game mohan bagan they've just uh, improved with every passing game and they look like the real deal now yeah i remember we spoke about this few weeks ago about the style of play and you know how atk's defensive style against mumbai's positive style and things i honestly still think that atk is probably going to finish ahead especially now because mostly they have what mumbai does not which is discipline mm. uh, they do that very well they do they're all well trained one of the things that we heard from some of the fc goa insiders so to speak let's say for the lack of a better term this <laughs> uh, how uh, lobera's style how his coaching style was not it's all great when it's all fine and dandy but the moment it goes you know slightly south it sort of falls apart because he's not a very detailed guy is what i understood from this i may be completely wrong but that's the gist that i got a lot of the time he just sort of you know uh, lets them play the way they want to play and things when and when you're looking for a title when you're trying to push for the you know top prizes and competing consistently week in week in sorry week in week out uh, it becomes easier i mean it becomes difficult if you don't know specifics of certain things that you need to do to certain teams right and that's where uh, i think atk has done phenomenally and i think they have also signed very astute uh, two signings that they've done well marcelino is, coming in has been uh, positive for them yeah so they've signed leni who is going to you know keep the things sticking in the middle a very good indian player to have mm. in the ranks and they've signed marcelino and in the entire isl i think atk is the only team where marcelino is a perfect fit just because he doesn't have to drag back no he doesn't have to defend and uh, that's okay because atk the whole team is set up to defend Hmm. you go do your thing and you can see it he scored that goal against bfc yeah was it yeah and then he scored a free uh, goal before in the other game also hmm. so he is starting to produce and we've always known that he is one of those people who can you know who's a maverick of sorts who can yeah one or two moments in the game like two moments he'll create or he'll have a chance to shoot in every single game and if you can capitalize on those two moments which is something atk is extremely good at doing because they have players who can do that then it's going to be very difficult to stop them and right now they look like possibly the best team in the league uh, who can probably go and uh, you know they're peaking at the right time they can go and win the league well akash uh, this team can might as well go and take, clinch that afc champions league slot atk mohan bagan Yeah, I've been so impressed by them initially in the first ten, twelve matches. I wasn't because I thought they were playing miserable football. But Habas has been so true to his words. He initially said that uh, guys, we are not ready to play attacking football because this is this this is a unique season. My team is not set up to play attacking football. And then they've just completely, you know, whenever they've needed to attack, they've attacked and won mm. the match. It is it is quite extraordinary. For example, that uh, comeback against Kerala. I know it was full of controversies, and probably all the controversial decisions fell to uh, 
80 KMB. But uh, I mean, when they needed three goals, they switched the formation. They brought Manveer on, and they got those three goals against Odisha. Also, I think they were pegged back at one-one, and then eventually, when just rampaged home at at the end with, with three goals against BFC, they cruised along <laughs> again and again. All these three matches, uh, I think Marcelino joined ahead of Kerala game, right? Right. Uh, and just, just right after they lost to Northeast United, uh, one-two-one, I think. So and and the, the, these two signings as well. I mean, you practically plucked the best player out of two clubs mid-season, and you've 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 drawn almost level with Mumbai because Mumbai are struggling with the enforcement. They, they don't have a reinforcement right now, and uh, uh, and ATK basically got uh, two valuable players. And uh, I mean, I agree with uh, Sandeep Marcelino can only fit in this club one because. Uh, he doesn't have to defend much too he does he's he's at a club which is which has a very uh, how do you say functional winning mentality i mean this is not a this is not a club with a one other jo like i mean how do you i don't know how to put it uh, there's there's not much to ruin in the dressing room in the sense right uh, there there'll be there'll be no fans who are going to oppose somebody like marcelino joining in maybe like a stay safe club Stay safe club. Maybe he was joining a Bengaluru FC. There would be a little sentiment against him, something like that. Right. And this is this is just a, in a in a way, a semi soulless club. He's, he's perfect fit there as a player <laughs> who can just go about his business. And he's doing that pretty well, Slok. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to add on to that point wherein you know I wanted to speak about mentality, and I remembered when Abbas had spoken about how he finds uh, psychology to be one of the most interesting parts about football. And I think that's what really played into the whole Marcelino saga because you hear Phil Brown, Pradyum Reddy, and all these other coaches who have been with Marcelino, and they talk about how tough of a character he is to handle in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's early days, but maybe Habas is starting to find his groove with him because of you know his inclination towards psychology and whatnot. Right. So, so are you both uh, jumping to? my side and saying that atk is going to win the title uh, the league title and they are playing good football well i think a uh, title was never ne- never a question because uh, atk always looked like the team that could like last the distance and probably go and clinch it in the knockout it's i think the debate was about who can finish on top of the league and take that yeah sh- that's what i'm asking i mean if you're considering my pre-season prediction i always said atk mb would be above mumbai but at this point also like quite frankly i'm not very confident about mumbai winning the top spot because no bumu mentality doesn't look that great in the team i don't know i mean i hope we win but well ashok let me ask you this uh, more than bumu mentality like sandeep mentioned uh, sergio labore just cannot arrest a fall is that this a problem oh could you could you elaborate like I'm not like, sure uh, even in FC Goa, like Sandeep mentioned, uh, when his team start, started to underperform and uh, end up losing matches, uh, there there was a there was a string of matches where they ended up losing and that costed their final position on the table. Is that what we are seeing in Mumbai as well this time around? I mean, yeah, there there does seem to be like this kind of crumble that's come in because it's it's not just like we lost one match and then it's back to winning ways. It's just like an overall slump, right? Hmm. Um, Loss, draw, draw, then one win in between, and then draws again and loss and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that that could be the case because, uh, I mean, there have been uh, in in Goa and all there were talks about how he lost the dressing room in between. Again, I'm not mm. saying this is happening in Mumbai, 
but it's just that he i don't think he's the best manager in the league when it comes to handling players or handling the emotions in the locker room okay and well, just to be clear right when i was talking about slums Hmm. It's also in the match. I don't remember. I don't know if Goa went on a string of bad results. I actually honestly don't remember. But like uh, what uh, Akers mentioned earlier, when you go two nil down against Kerala Blasters, you have a manager who's making decisions who, which directly impacts the game. Right? He right. left Marcelino on maybe longer than you would have because he hasn't played as many games. He's brought in the changes. He made some uh, positional, dif- you know, all those kind of things. and he's not afraid to tweak the tactics also you bring in a jayesh who carries the ball mm. you uh, bring in manveer also who carries the ball you have uh, prabir who can cross the ball very well probably one of the best in india in crossing from the right so he is able to change things around and lobera for him it's just the same like whatever happens he's going to take the right thing around put saigod at you know these kind of things like there is only one plan for lobera but is sai godard good enough a player he never can uh, i don't i has not impressed me this season but yeah. could be because of a lot of reasons for all, all right like shlok do you agree to that uh apart from the sai thing i i just wanted to say i agree he brought in four players right he brought in four substitutes twice i think yeah it is like yeah, a yeah, fifa yeah. game <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about like how bringing four players in in like the 80th minute will help a lot. Like I would rather have it as a gradual thing, maybe two at 60. Right. Uh, my point was going to be like you know yeah you do see Mumbai losing the plot in between the Jamshedpur game. Um, just completely threw away two points where we drew against them, and it's like sometimes you get pressed hard, and then the players just get so flustered. Even the Northeast game, right? Like first half. the players just couldn't adapt to the way northeast were reacting and it was like 45 minutes down the drain it was but when it comes to sai godard uh just wanted to put out some stuff okay it's like he seems to be a number 10 but he's not the kind of number 10 that bumu is so i think what lobera wanted was like a like for like replacement for bumu but he didn't get that and now he's kind of compromised and put sai on the wings which isn't like the best place to put him but it's still like a better makeshift than putting him at number 10 it's like very strange like the player isn't exactly performing but it's partly because of the system but also because he's just not performing like well problems in plenty for mumbai also by the way by the looks of the discussion happening here but football over let me come to you with the next topic uh, Raj, uh, rajiv going sanjeev going ka uh, the owner of atk mohan bagan there are rumors that he's leaving uh, the club and probably joining Chen- chennai in uh marina is the uh, the fans the mohan bagan fans seem to have won that battle there i don't know if they won it or lost it <laughs> uh, i don't think it's going to happen i think they have their own um, sort of pr machine working to sort of uh, sort of threaten about the consequences but there's a there's a i read something that there is a huge protest tomorrow I mean, okay. we are recording on the Friday, so this must be on a Saturday. Hmm. There is a huge pro- protest around their offices tomorrow. Well, this is not going to die. Unfortunately, this is only going to catch fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've spoken to so many Bagan fans, and I still keep saying they have no, they don't, they are not attached to this team. Uh, they couldn't be bothered about whether they win it or not. And. Uh, it's just how it is it's not i'm i'm like i tweeted out and obviously um, people people do not enjoy my tweets that way but <laughs> i'm going to enjoy the fact that when the fans are allowed in the stadium 
because there's going to be protests and there's going to be protests like something that hasn't been seen in ISL before i mean uh, kerala will... masters were protesting against the management because uh, that was different that was sort of man- they were protesting against the footballing decisions of the management correct right this is this is not a footballing decision well this last is aimed time, at the league i i would say yes and the last time this happened was uh, when bengaluru fc even in the i league not even the isl b oh i know yes put out a banner which had to be mm. removed within 20 minutes because it basically took pot shots at uh, isl and aiff and ssdl right there is uh, i'm very curious to know what happens when the fans come up because this mm. is not going to it's it's only this movement is only starting the hashtag movie 80k1 so when goenka goes who wants the club in, in the off chance that he goes i don't think he will leave but who oh, wants you, you can't you can't just go i mean where where do you go you you either sell it to somebody or somebody takes over this is not a sponsorship this is an ownership so i, I don't know how how it goes about but it's not that it's not that easy it's just a, i think the threat is just the other way and and what what about chennai nfc chennai nfc are already going to get a new owner next year wait so, but didn't like harsh goenka deny that whole thing about cfc ownership and what not he said something like that not moving right ha so even even rohan sharma denied it in a july, in july that they are going to move them <laughs> <laughs> and in september rohan sharma says it all in september they launched odisha fc <laughs> frankly would you don't really believe anybody in this industry what they yeah, say yeah. about what is so you just you got a d license no when you get to a license you will also start lying so something that teach in the course right now we have it on record <laughs> well sandeep coming back to football uh, we move on with fc goa five draws in a row in the middle of the pack with hyderabad who have four draws in five matches But still, I think they drew today also. So that's that's five, five and six then. Yeah. Still a top four contention for both the teams. Yeah, we are in the top four, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a. I saw uh, T N Raghu, who is a very uh, respected journalist and a very good friend of mine. His mm-hmm. tweet. He is a Chennai NFC and broadcasting things. He's from Chennai. So he was tweeting about you know how Chennai NFC has the chance to go to the top four, and I was like, it's such a damning. indictment to the level of the other clubs that even after drawing four and five and things you're still in the top four and everybody beneath you is just not able to climb only so i i it's just it's just stupid dude like sometimes i just feel like like hyderabad plays very hard all through the match so only to score in the 90 plus minutes throughout the game chennai plays full time like you know i will create 50000 chances and we'll miss 49999 of them and then you have goa also who is bringing on pandita who is just scoring he's not doing anything else other than scoring the most important goal of the game and edu keeps putting it on a plate on his head then his seat wherever that he is putting and then edu only you know uh, gets angry with people puts to stupid tackle and then gets a red card it's just This, these are so insane like and uh, go and goa now has to basically rebuild again after rebuilding in the summer because they lost leni and right. they are probably going to lose the goalkeeper as well so it's it's just i i honestly don't know what is happening with all these teams because they just keep changing and changing so uh, <laughs> yeah it's just uh, yeah they are still in contention for top 4 
I think Goa has a very uh, big game uh, over the weekend. So if they manage to win that, probably put a little more space between the you know uh, competing faction. But at the moment, they just don't seem to be able to win. And I, I I don't know why. Well, Akash, your comment of errors in the league as as a whole. What do you make of that? <laughs> Which errors? Sorry. A comedy of errors, like teams not not making. I, I I don't know what Goa is up to. I mean, in in first of all, in the in the in these sequence of draws, twice they've been down to ten men. Mm. So it's always an uphill battle then, and they were actually lucky not to lose to East Bengal. Although they were they were dominant eleven v eleven, and then and you know then. Uh, the contentious 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 call. Nothing contentious. I do videos. <laughs> So he, he, he really loses it, and uh, even before that, and and against Northeast United, that was just comical. I mean, you could you could blame Indians, blame all, Indians all all around you, and you can do what you want. But, uh, eventually, Noguera and Gonzalez gave away those two penalties, which were very stupid penalties, and they should have won that match easily. But they gifted two penalties, and it was two-two. And then in against Goa, they got away with it. To be honest, in Mumbai had a Brolin Borges had enough chances on his own to win the game, but uh, he did not. So Goa is little. I mean, since since Brandon got injured, they have and then Lenny has also left. They are uh, they are they are little on shaky grounds. I mean, even even uh, against Northeast United, uh, I think Romario and Princeton went off. Princeton was supposed to be the the guy to replace Lenny, right? That's that's right. the hope. They that's went how he's been sold. Yes, they went off injured, and then Amarjeet and Glenn Martins had to be brought on, and they struggled. And this is something Fernando even mentioned after the game. And uh, eventually, they they lost control to Northeast. I mean, these two are not going to handle a Machado and a, a Gallego. <laughs> uh, even then, even then, they gifted the penalties. That's why they sort of lost the the points there. But they lost control of the game because they don't have the personnel in the middle. So it'll be very interesting. This uh, I think this, tomorrow is Ch- or over the weekend. Chennai versus Goa, and Chennai historically dominate that match. I mean, they, right. they, even even this season they were completely and utterly dominant against Goa, and they only won one nil. And uh, for somehow, so Goa have to really handle this. They they just need need a a win. It's it's ridiculous. This sequence of draws. What's up with Brandon's injury? Any idea when he's coming back? Nope, no idea in my end. Well, he's just out for now. That's all we know. But Shlok, let me take this to you. Hyderabad FC, for that matter, have extended their head coach's contract for a few more years going ahead. What do you make of this? Because this man seems to have just hit the right chord with this young team in Hyderabad. Yeah, um, as much as it is about the coach, it's also about the players, right? So it's going to be equally important to keep all those players here. Um, if they can't, then it's going to be. You know, even more pertinent to get apt replacements for them. Um, well, with someone like a thong boy there in the setup, you think uh, if if the players will perform, players will perform this time round, move out into the other teams. Someone like a thong, thong boy can go around and get get better Indian players. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. That you know, he has also been like a very important part of their success because the way he's dealt with the Indian youngsters and whatnot, it's it's tremendous. I mean. Last season, we saw how Hyderabad was. Everyone's like, you know, 2023. Now they actually look like, like a serious team with a plan. Again, it's just been two years into their existence, so I feel like it's very early to tell. But like, let's see. It's it's promising for them. 
Well, Sandeep, you are you are one one of the guys who looked really excited with this uh, contract extension for the head coach. Someone like uh, Halijar Nazari, who some seem to have had a rebirth at, at this club. Do you see that this continuing going ahead at the coach now that the coach will be staying uh, staying on? Uh, sorry, could you hear me? No, no, you were on mute. You let you start now. Ah, so I mean, I forgot a question, sir. Well, basically, uh, this guy, the coach, getting extended, and your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Manolo Marquez is a very uh, nice coach. I mean, as a reporter, you want to hear the coach talk properly, right, and openly. And he's one of them, along with uh, Chabal Asla, who openly talks about the problems he's facing and things like that. So. he's got a good uh, character certificate from my end <laughs> and uh, and one thing he's got uh, the players doing is the indian players have bought in to the way he wants to play i think a lot of them uh, are doing as well as they are because of the system and and uh, yeah credit to the players of course but uh, the system suits them as well like for example if you look at sana Uh, the way he has come in and been one of the fixtures and are probably one of the better indian center halves in the league it's largely due to the fact that uh, he's got good protection around him and on the ball he's one of the very rare ones who is going to pass through the line he's going to break the line and pass through to the midfield and you know wherever it is and most of the indian defenders for, for that matter don't do that like it's a very typical you know uh, play around Uh, yeah it's like when the other day i was looking and i saw pratik chaudhry just look, took the ball no pressure like nobody around 10 feet just smashed one aimless ball to the other end those not even a defender that to catch the ball it's just these kind of things that you see and you realize okay like anas erthode guy used to do right just smash right. to the left wing or right wing and uh, if you look at the game against bangladesh that india played at group Mm. Uh, there were so many aimless long balls from the, the two center backs in that time also so it's just small small things that they are very well drilled they have been told to do that way it looks like and to take uh, chances also like in today's game you saw the goalkeeper pass despite being under pressure he just very calmly passed the ball and kantibani is not really one of the best you know passers either so he has done well the club has recruited well also i saw a long thread uh, on twitter about you know the how who is in charge of you know to recruiting and things i don't know how true that is i have my doubts about it but uh, whoever has done it has done well and now let's see what they can do because historically uh, despite the fact that they are two years old which is you know let's face it uh, they are quite a few years old so uh, yeah they are not done well other than one season when they reached the semi final under popovich i think so yeah let's see what they can do if what happens if they in the end draw all the rest of the matches and they fall out of the top 4 will you look at it as a successful season or a fail well akash will you look at it as a successful season if they fail to make the top 4 yeah yeah i think it will still be a successful season it's not just about top 4 it's also about the way they were playing and the way they are set up for the future as well it seems seems to be good one of the interesting points i find about hyderabad is remember the in the early parts of the season where it was all about oh they are missing foreigners and they are playing only two foreigners and one foreigner and three foreigners right or five and they were playing such great football this and that and suddenly when they've had their, these foreigners available now <laughs> the, the level of football they're playing is actually not that great right now i mean they are they are, they are the better team in the they are, they are usually the better team in in a match 
but you know the thrilling football they used to be playing in 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 the opening matches uh, like the entertaining brand which the entertaining brand it has sort of subdued uh, of late uh, you have some weird nil nil draws and uh, where you know nobody really wants to play this was the latest one against uh, northeast united and they've just today itself they just sneaked in a point although they played better uh but also because east bengal when they take the lead they just let the op- opposition play it's, it's 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 a pattern they have uh then there was that late comeback which they rescued the point even though i think bengaluru fc did should have done enough and did enough on the whole to uh deserve three points uh but it seems to be a weird thing very interesting thing about hyderabad is that i thought they the, this will be a huge advantage to them which which it usually is when you play um only one defender a foreign defender mm-hmm. it, it allows you to play four four uh, foreigners in a non defensive role either an mm-hmm. attack role or a midfielder role it it's it's all right it hasn't been um, very exciting i mean he gave uh, manolo basically gave chinglen sana they have they have had the same starting uh, sorry they've had the same four defenders start in each match except the first one when jao victor was playing uh, center back and then chinglen sana came in the next match and they have essentially been the same the, the three the three indians plus uh, the foreigner and the two full backs have always excited obviously right so i think they can i think they can do more they have they've been a little subdued of late uh, the entire excitement around uh, all these players they they need to sort of push on maybe it's also because this is the first time these these players are also sort of playing such a long season and and so fast as well right and and performing right. at a certain level there there is genuine fear of i think of being burnt out by the time you reach playoffs or if, even if you don't well let me take that to shlok shlok uh, do you what are your thoughts on this dude uh, initially when they did not have enough foreigners they played like really fun football everyone loved it they got their wins but now when they have the final finally have the quota of foreigners the team is okay not that entertaining as they were before um Yeah I mean I don't have too much to add here I just wanted to throw out a point for consideration um what if it's just that they're starting to get a bit fig- like people are starting to figure them out more because earlier on I don't think anyone expected Hyderabad to play in such an elegant manner you know maybe they thought okay they'll defend or something but now we see that they want to have possession and what not and as a result teams I think have found a way to deprive them of what they want uh from early on so maybe apart from them slowing down for other reasons it's just that you know slowly the league sta- table starts to stabilize because teams start to understand how each other play so it it could be that as well in my opinion also also it could be i just wanted to add on to this it, it also could be that they earned the respect of other teams so you know initially initially everybody was very proactive in playing them no longer the whipping boys of the club is the only getting no, no no what what i mean to say is everybody approached the hyderabad game as as a uh, as a favorite okay for example right. yeah 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 pfc would go into a hyderabad game saying we are going to play our football whatever that football is but we are going to play that football and uh, let's see what happens so actually in that bfc hyderabad game bfc tried playing football they were they were horrific in not not in the two all draw i'm talking about the earlier one where right. it was the first one and hyderabad counter attacked brilliantly mm. i mean there were shots in here and there everybody was taking shots on the counter and everything and now suddenly hyderabad have earned the respect so teams are a little more careful they've not had the counter attacking sort of space as well if you remember liston would come on and uh, he completely ripped ar- ripped apart east bengal 
today he couldn't because they were they were they were a little uh, today i mean hyderabad as a whole they couldn't really rip into east bengal because they were a little cautious and they were not not really attacking too much so i think it's all about uh, managing spaces as well i'm not a particular expert on this but i think it is, this is this is hyderabad's own doing they are now they are now big enough to be considered <laughs> in, a, in a more serious manner as well if you ask my perspective i would not i would say a little bit on the players okay because the, the way they play the way they are always set up against every every single opposition tactically they are almost always correct there i don't remember a single game where chennai was outplayed by anybody i may be wrong but off the top of my head i can't remember any of them but what they are do essentially missing is a goal scorer or someone who can score goals i'm not even going to say like a goal scorer sangte should have had some 10 goals by now so even that's accounting for missing half the chances that he creates so when you have a team whose whose main striker is goal shy whose uh, main winger is a little you know uh, not clinical i don't know I, i'm trying to find the right word for it but essentially yeah it's a little bit erratic let's say and they missed uh, thapa here and there with injury and things like that who's probably one of their most important players missing trivilaro uh, as well for the latter half of the season so all this is going to make a big difference and i don't think it's uh, laslo's fault as such because whatever he has done he's made sure that the team arrives at a position where he's going to they have opportunities to convert and if you don't convert you can put that thing on the on the player and at the same time we look at it they are a team who's never really spent too much right they are sort of i don't i won't say the lowest budget team but a little bit like on the low budget side and when they have achieved they sometimes overachieved like last season nobody expected them to go on that run nobody expected valskis to suddenly start scoring goals like this and they made a big you know couple of big money what do you call it? signings in terms of own coil and things like that and things just sort of picked up from there and now this year they sort of gone back to it like patlo barely got a kick the whole season he's hardly impressed their strikers obviously he's a little bit you know compared to vasquez they've gone backwards so all this is going to impact considering even more that the entire you know 10 other teams are investing so much money and uh, went into the market that is australia these guys to refrain from doing that they went to other parts of uh, you know they went to the other parts of the world to find the players especially asian market they went for a kazakhstani player correct so all i don't and it's very difficult for west asians by the way to adjust to india whatever the reason especially language and food and you know the kind of football that we play where it's not as physical so it's difficult for them to adjust also and they are sort of the odd ones out because they have their brazilian crop and they yeah. have their portuguese speaking uh, contingent they have the indians so they are always the odd one out very few across the league itself for them to you know chill with or hang out and have a conversation with and things like that so lot of things their management made few decisions maybe like akash keeps saying 
if they are going to merge next season so not throw away so much money this year maybe maybe that was the thought process i don't know but yeah a lot of uh, maybe the players should take a little more blame than anything well maybe maybe not but shlok let me ask the coach in you now uh, if a player is not performing and is not doing what is expected of him on the field that is something that can be worked upon on the training ground like for example changte not converting those charges that is something that can be worked upon on the training field but lastly I mean, has man, worked on this huh? we have like a psychological connection for this episode cuz you all like asking me the exact questions i'm going to answer <laughs> like i was <laughs> just want to bring this up to <laughs> and what i'm trying to say is you see one player misfiring you can say maybe it's the player's fault but it's like four or five players consistently underperforming in front of goal and it's a commonly known thing that finishing is based upon confidence so mm. i feel that in such a massive case it does fall upon the coach to either raise the spirits or train the players individually to finish better you know rahim ali changte isma as well yakub is i don't know what's up with him uh it's it's just very strange as per, as to what's going on up front because how how are you in like such a big deficit of goals i i just don't understand that like tactically i agree with sandeep he's setting up like in an immaculate manner but it, there's there's also that whole aspect about giving a player confidence or getting them to score goals which is also like one of our coach's big responsibilities right well football baba your thoughts on this who's at fault here it's it's a toughy i just wanted to throw in some a couple of stats because i was okay well brought to you by gray area analytics <laughs> uh, because i was looking into pilkington and okay. I, want, i wanted to know the, the xg differential between uh, basically the xg differential we expected goals for pilkington versus his actual goals so when we were discussing at that point of time it was 1 and 4.5 so pilkington had chances worth of 4.5 goals but he only scored once Okay. Of course, then eventually he scored against Jamshedpur, but at that moment of time, he was he was the third worst player in the league in terms of this differential, and the top two were Yakub and Shankte. So it tells you a lot about where why where <laughs> Nayan is and why they are there. It is very frustrating, and even in the first match, I mean, I I have nothing bad to say about Nayan. Still, like they they played some lovely football. But you feel sorry for them, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. They they. they they've outplayed almost all teams uh, almost all matches i think one of the matches they did not outplay or were were outplayed maybe in a way and jahu gifted them that penalty and they got they got that equalizer uh, but even in the latest match against um, which team was it uh, which team was it who scored the late equalizer late jamshedpur 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 fc sorry so jamshedpur has seen 20, 20 or 30 seconds before the, their winner in the last last minute were they thoy singh had a great chance and he decided for some reason he decided to square the ball rather than shoot and eventually jamshedpur went up the other end and scored that winner and that was also mm. a deflected winner i mean it's just everything that can go wrong has gone wrong and it's it's the only difference is walski's here uh, because he fired last season otherwise it was the same trend so there is something or the other and there's there's obviously there's a lot of um, anger in the chennai nfc fans uh, for some reason they have they've, they've changed their display profiles on twitter with the uh, with the mocked banner of uh, amoy out hashtag #amoy out which is amoy <laughs> he's the uh, he's a technical director or something right cto basically okay so i don't know what what else they, these guys will do unfortunately i mean so Sandeep, what can they do 
I was just going to say that to be fair to Shabal Aslo, he has worked a lot with Chante and Rahim Ali, uh, especially on their finishing. So he had once when he asked about this, said the things that he was working with, like playing, having them shoot at a moving target and, you know, with their back to goal and turning and shooting at first time, you know, all these kind of training drills. And uh, to be fair, Chante has always missed chances. I think his short conversion, I was just looking it up, was 16% last two seasons. And this season, it's 3%. And uh, yeah, it's just that he's missing a lot more chances, which may also point to a reason that maybe he's creating more, he's getting more chances, getting into more goal-scoring positions and missing from there. So that could be one of... I mean, it's just difficult to say. I mean, I don't think, honestly, I hear a lot of Laszlo out kind of a thing. I haven't seen Amoy out. I'm just going to go and check that out. But uh, Laszlo out, I've heard a few, quite a few people say that they're not happy with him. And I, I think he's he's one of the more tactically astute coaches that we have here. Uh-huh. And uh, losing him may not necessarily turn out great. But then again, you don't know what is going to happen next season with the club in itself. Merger or not merger, I don't. I still don't know. So you know, we'll see where it goes. But I, I hope they hang by him, you know, stick by him, or if not, I hope somebody else picks him up because he is a good coach to have in the country. Well, you end up feeling sorry for Chennai FC this season, but one thing, one person you don't feel end up sorry for, you shouldn't feel end up feeling sorry for is Stuart Baxter and the pathetic comments he made, which saw him uh, being sacked as the Odisha FC coach. Uh, it all boiled down from refereeing decision. I also saw this the past few weeks. Also saw Robbie Fowler being handed a ban for making some untoward comments towards the Indian referees. Guys, I I just put it out there. Refereeing in India has been an issue for a very long time. It's not just this season or the season before this. It's been there for a pretty long time. Is there a solution to this? Anyone can go. I will go. Yeah, uh, there, there is a solution to this. Uh, it's it's hardly their fault. I'll tell you why. Because if you look at the I League right now, uh, there are there are certain baffling decisions. I think I've uh, in one of our groups also I've posted a video. Right, uh, I, I, maybe some of you have forwarded it. Um, I mean, it, it was one of those decisions which was so obviously a penalty. It is not given a penalty. And actually, the referees are not held up. I mean, okay. I, know, I know a source. I know what the referees... So, every referee has a report submitted about their performance right. after every game. There's, there's, there's no mention of such such incidents in those refereeing reports. Well, this is the SSS report that you're talking about. Yes, this is the referee SSS report. Okay. There's no mention of those decisions in that report. They're not, they're not at, a, at a very early level where there are no cameras there. They're making the same mistakes. Uh, eventually, obviously, they're going to make the same mistakes when there are cameras there. It's 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 a trend. It's it's not a it's not an exception. It it happens. Uh, and even today, there was a, there was a penalty shout, which which sometimes sometimes referees just take a call where where they're saying they they don't look look they don't like the way a, 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 an attacker has fallen. Basically, today's penalty shot was a little here and there, to be honest. All right. All right. But there are very blatant decisions that have gone have not been there. But it's just that because these referees aren't directly refereeing in the ISL, right? They have to be. Mm. They're not. They're not held. They're not. It's the same problem across across various issues, right? I'm. I'm. You. You know. I'm an age fraud activist, right? When even right. if if you don't catch somebody at the lower levels and you don't clean up the act there, 
it's going to eventually cause a problem in 10 15 years down the line absolutely and this is the same thing that's happening if you watch the i league the, the, there are baffling decisions which do which do not get sort of no no referees penalize maybe that's because they're short of referees i don't know and even if even if F- fsdl is doing something about these referees i don't know how much of how many referees are they are they sort of uh, training uh, with but, that but uh, akash rather than fsd doing something because that is the that's the top tier you're talking about these things need to be embedded into them from the very time they start refereeing matches right that is a lower rung that you're talking about that's yes it's actually an aiff thing mm-hmm. but we know how aiff acts so right. it is i mean the only reason fsdl is also probably stepping is because it's sort of reducing the brand of the league you're talking about mm-hmm. referees the referees rather than indian heroes and uh, they hate it i mean uh, for example just uh, i know sandeep wants to say something just to sneak in something as a, a, a little anecdote or whatever you want to call it uh, for example right now the greatest content that could be made is uh, the blooper reel of chennai and missing sitters after sitters the entire season right let's yeah. say there is a 3 minute video back to back of chennai and fc missing their chances right it would go viral it would be brilliant it would actually be something that that every that every league does But this no wonder is, you get copyright strikes for this. No, but this 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 league is very insecure <laughs> about this league is very insecure about it. You're you they're they're directed uh, uh, the the star sports. You're not allowed to make such a video, and mm. elsewhere you're not allowed to make such a video because there's no there can't be any he he ha ha's towards the league. Correct. Uh, you can't be laughing at the league. You can't be laughing at any incident at the league. Uh, so there is there is there's a little bit of. like you you want to suppress everything you want to this that's that's why that's why that's why the refereeing where where everything is about referees it's 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 really sort of rattled the organizers as well right well sandeep let me get, get this to you uh, over the years we have discussed and we have debated about how referees the lack of number of matches that these referees officiate before they get into something like an i league or an isl is a big concern is that is that a big problem that you look uh, by by the look by, by the way you look at it Yeah, absolutely. That is a big issue. I agree with everything Akar said, actually, including the fact that this league wants to be taken seriously and uh, there is no laugh out loud moments allowed at the expense of it. Uh, in fact, no mention of anything post 2013 also, which is odd because you know history is history after all. Yes. But regardless, uh, you mean when you pre- look at this, you mean pre 2013? Pre 2013, yeah, yeah. yeah like this the is the league that, that started it all. Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of an exclusionary thing that may have worked successfully elsewhere. I I don't know. Uh, you don't see other big leagues not taking, you know, not uh, allowing people to have, you know, sort of thirty second videos on the Twitter feed or you know yeah. use them for ban people or block them for or take them down. Like I think Kalpanthe got into some issues with uh, with them having post. Yeah, so then these kind of issues. that's a management thing i think they take themselves too seriously it's a football league after all but uh, coming to the referee issue yeah i mean i just i just wanted to add that it's not just videos incredibly it's even screenshots they can penalize and they have penalized you even there is a there's an account which made fun of Uh, the ad which ISL made before last season or before last to last season, and put up that screenshot of that commercial. The pre, the there's usually a lovely, lovely commercial they make before every season, right? Right. The screenshot of that commercial on Twitter was taken down <laughs> to copyright. 
अबे मेरा धंधा बंद कर देंगे लोग अर्जेंटीना Which had nothing to do with really? that. Zero, no, nothing to do with ISL, and they've they've gained mileage in that ad through that. that is, those are the kind of things that that piss me off about ISL. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. The league that sparked it or not, one player came through ISL. Okay, these clubs are seven years old at the maximum. Seven years old. There's nobody who you're going to develop in seven years who's going to come and you know change the world. It will take a while. So even that is wrong. But again, preaching to the choir here. So, so okay. Uh, referees, yes. Coming back to referees, yeah, they have a big problem because there is not enough games, and then the lower leagues also AIF gives very little to these referees. Like I would hate to be a referee in India because first of all you don't get paid anything. You need this is probably going to be a second job, and you would have a full time job somewhere else to. Well, Sadiq, sure I think even the elite referees in the country, this is not their full time job. Huh? So that's now I think they are trying to make it that way, at least for okay. the elite referees. Okay. But the lower leagues, let's say the who are doing the super divisions, A divisions, the state mm-hmm. leagues and things like that, they don't mm-hmm. get much money. Right. So they have to do that. On top of that, like they are not protected at all. So I have heard stories from the Bangalore division where the referee gives a decision, it's gone one way or another, and there's a huge kerfuffle over there, and then the players go to his house because they all live around the same place. Right. So they know everything. So they go to his house and abuse him in whatever language, right in front of his house, in front of his entire, you know. Uh, Uh, neighborhood and what not so why would i be a referee if i can't make a decision so they have to close their eyes for a lot of these things so maybe that carries on to the higher leagues subconsciously i don't know if it does but i'm just assuming that if you have been trained in such a manner it's going to probably happen at the fear goal. of making the right call the fear of making a call that could be game changing correct so if you let's say in bangalore without i'm used to the biggest game is probably the uh, HCL versus MEG at one point, or the IDI right. games. You know the right. historic clubs. There, the fans are all local people, so the fans also know where the referee is. He makes a call which makes them lose the game, or maybe the league in that way, or some you know some major event happens. He is going to get abused. That that's just part of the lifestyle here, and it's not a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything. It's just right. it's just the way it is. So the these guys have to be protected more. We've heard stories of referees running and hiding in the locker room and all in fear of getting beaten up. So many of these. And now when you go to the main league, maybe that carries on from a refereeing perspective. Now the let's talk about the other side also. I think the referee mistakes are being made. That's like you know that's being portrayed as the end of the world by the coaches and players. It's just that maybe a little too much. Referees make mistakes all over the world. Mm. that's and even with var the mistakes have only increased now they are uh, talking about ampit here and you know who, who, whether he intended to touch him even if you try to pull back and the other striker touches your feet it's a penalty so it's crazy everywhere the uh, difference is when you go to a premier league you know a mike oliver sorry uh, mike oliver mm. you know a uh, you know the uh, uh, howard webb before you know these people by name because you've seen them they can command a certain respect in india most people don't know who the referees are 
Correct. Like there is one Naveen who abuses uh, Sri Krishna all the time. But others, <laughs> nobody knows who the referees are. And the coaches are like, you know, players like Fowler who's got so much reputation with him. And who people know who they are and things like that. And these players coming in and throwing shade at the referee. That doesn't help their cause at all. Because first of all, the referee never gets to defend himself. Even in the Premier League level, they don't get to defend themselves. They don't talk to the media or anything to say why they made certain decisions. I think that would be a good way to go to be, you know, why they, certain decisions were made. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the complaints come from bottom teams also, which again is understandable. But a lot of the bigger voices in football are the players and the coaches. And the players absolutely lack respect for the referees. There is no right. doubt about it. The people, they push them around. They are in their face, shouting, abusing, doing whatever the hell you want. Two days ago, I think in some game, I saw two players jump for a header. One, uh, I don't remember who it was. And he just uh, stood and asked for the referee to give a foul. The referee gave the foul. I was like, what is going on? How can you just demand the foul and you know get the foul? So, the characters in the game are very different. So, that is obviously not helping. Foreigners absolutely don't respect the referees. Then they also bring this game gamesmanship, let's say, you know, where you're trying to influence the referees or you know they're trying to a lot of dives and all these kind of things. And nothing is making their lives easier. And managers also lack respect, as we have seen with you know the Fowler ban, and which is well deserved. And then the commentators also, like Mansfield goes after the referee. He gets four different camera angles, and then he only changes his mind two times. And the referee gets that to see that one time in full speed when there is no ultra slow motion in a random angle, maybe sometimes. And this doesn't help. You can't just keep criticizing them saying it's a nailed on pen, it's a this thing, it's a that thing. When you have three different views, they don't have that view. They have one thing and they have to make a decision very quickly. Granted, they get some of them wrong. Like East Bengal today made a big fuss of bright uh, penalty. They had a handball in the other end. Right? Nobody talks about that. So it's just. It's made worse than it is, is what I would say. But uh, having said that, the referee standard is not great. But who can blame, blame them when they have only an amateur level correct. of uh, refereeing education? Well, Shlok, do you have sympathies for the Indian referees? Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's like they, again, as I mean, everyone's really said most of it. But it's just that they haven't gotten a good amount of training, like the ideal amount of training. And they're bound to make these mistakes when they don't have that much exposure. I mean, it's not even a full-time job, right? And it's not like Correct. they're doing this deliberately. Nobody wants to be abused. So, yeah, I believe that there has to be more practicality from the coaches' side and all. And you do see certain coaches handling it very well. Like, you know, Marcus and uh, Chaba Laszlo and all. Uh, you know, they, they kind of understand it's part of the game. So, they won't make a big fuss out of it. So, just... I think there has to be like a more mature reaction from the other side. But at the same time, there have to be foundational changes. I, I guess that it's a bit of a wish here. But I mean, that's the only way I can see it improving in the long term. Well, just like players need a lot of ma- matches to improve and become world-class players, referees also need a lot of matches to officiate and learn and make mistakes and learn from them. Well, that's where Indian football is today. Lack, lack of number of matches hurting both the players and the referees alike. We can't blame the referees, nor, nor, nor can we blame the teams because everyone is in, in it for money, right? Everyone is in it for the win. Well, with that, we bring this episode of Injury Time to a closure. Guys, thanks a lot for joining in. And hey, listener, thanks a lot for staying with us all this while. Well, you know you can catch, uh, catch us on all the social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our handle goes Injury Time, IND. 
So reach out to us and we can continue this discussion there. So and until we bring you the next episode of Injury Time, have a great time and enjoy the game.